pennies in the uh, in the in the fruit machine. Right, <laughs> we're all. I think we're all live. Um, Belinda, what's six minus one? Oh, uh, I think it's five. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, you're live with myself, Max McGillivray, Editor-in-Chief of BeSort Global. We are having a conversation today about a must-tend event called REAP from Agritech E, and we're going to introduce our two experts today. Uh, Belinda, could you introduce Vicky, please? Hi, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce Vicky Foster, Dr. Vicky Foster, who is Chief Executive of the British, British Beat Research Organisation, and all-round fantastic female leader in British Agritech and Good Egg. Well, that worked well. Vicky, introduce Belinda. Hi, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, welcome to Belinda Clark. Uh, Belinda is <laughs> the heart and soul uh, and everything that makes Agritech e beast. She is uh, an amazing networker. Uh, she does wonders for the Agritech community, uh, and she puts on some amazing events. So REAP is going to be great. Fantastic. Well, we don't need to do, do any, any more. Um, we just, um, and uh, Vicky, uh, Belinda and I would just like to make comment that the fact that you're, you're in a car park in Portugal uh, in the sun and not in a car park in Norwich somewhere is, we're, we're just ultimately so, so jealous, aren't we, Belinda? Definitely, definitely. It's a murky grey day here. How is it with you, Vicky? Yeah, we actually do have a little bit of sun up some heavy rain this morning. So yes, yes, Norwich, Norfolk is sunny at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, so just, just to confirm, Vicky is not in Portugal, unfortunately, as we'd all, all like, like to be. So let's put a, a vaguely um, serious head on, especially for those on the uh, on the podcast and uh, as we stream live to Facebook and to LinkedIn and to uh, YouTube. So Agritech E, um, Belinda's going to give us a bit more of an understanding as to uh, the, uh, the 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 business, the, the group, uh, the institution that, that it is. But we're actually going to major on the conference that's happening next week. Belinda, just remind us, when is it next week, please? It's the 10th of November, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, so REAP Conference 2021, and it is a must-attend event. Agritech E is bringing together farmers and growers with scientists, technologists, and entrepreneurs to create a global innovation hub in ag tech. They're a business-focused membership organization supporting the growth of a world-leading network of innovative farmers, producers, scientists, technologists, and entrepreneurs who share a vision of increasing the productivity, profitability, and sustainability of agriculture. And the REAP 2021 virtual event has been based on imagining a world where agriculture is not constrained by time. What are the implications for ag, business models, and supply chains in a world without time constraint? Farmer, researcher, technologist, investor, prepare for time travel at REAP 2021. Um, and I just wanted to highlight um, my uh, my background with Agritechie and also with uh, with REAP. Um, Vicky, I'm sure you're seeing the same thing, that there's, um, I keep on saying this in broadcast, that there's a, a definite gold rush in the respect of this, anything that's titled up as ag tech and the, the likes of um, uh, ver vertical farming. And we're seeing such excitement with with ag tech. And just, just to give, again, give my understanding of it. When um, we've done um, broadcasts on, on finance within agriculture and, uh, and fresh produce, in the last recession, uh, there were a number of funds that came running into um, agriculture globally because they saw it as a safe haven. In this uh, perceived pandemic recession, we're seeing the same thing. Those funds are coming in, but not only to look at um, agriculture and fresh produce, but also the ancillary sectors. So I think there's probably a big driver behind this recent interest in ag tech being money. The, the investment community wants to get involved to see um, what where, where they can be 
um, deploy their, their funding. And it's also starting up a number of um, startups with individuals that perhaps three, four years ago would never have got involved in this sector. So again, to gain the information as to um, what is happening, what's realistic, where you should be investing or where you should be creating your businesses, you do need to get well um, uh, well, well entrenched into certain groups and conferences that have actually got that that messaging correct. Have actually got the experts they want want to hear to hear from. So, as I said, there's a, there's a number of events and conferences um, out there. We found that for the uh, Belinda, how long have you been running Reap now? This is number eight. Next oh, week, I was going to say four, four, five years. So, I think I think we've been to the last um, four, four or five, and they've been incredibly. Um, intuitive and the, and the and the level the quality of speakers and experts has been uh, groundbreaking in, in the respect of promoting ag tech and also um, ag agri so, but enough of me come on belinda this is your show to tell us tell us about reap and, and tell us why you've created it and tell us how you're uh, you're presenting it this year please so reap was really conceived out of an idea remember back in 2014 the agritech world was really quite different there'd been the announcement of the National Agritech Strategy in the UK. There was a lot of excitement and ambition and hope for Agritech, but there wasn't really much going on. So we were, I guess, one of the first Agritech conferences in the UK. And one of the things that I was really keen to do was to start identifying the startups as, as you talk about. And you know, if you look back to 2014, it was quite a different landscape then for, for investors. So all the way through, the Startup Showcase has been one of the kind of flagship uh, elements of the conference and it's been really interesting to look back over those who've appeared in previous startup showcases they're now getting big money you know companies like um, Breeder have just bust a 1.4 million crowdfunding uh, small robot company Stable I think have had 43 million dollars PBD Biotech had a couple of million come in so as well as that money that's coming into the newbies the uh, early stage ventures of eight years ago are now really getting some big money. So, but it's not just about investment. We have farmers front and center of the conference. So they are the ones who are sharing their insights. What do they need? What are their challenges? What are their opportunities? So the tech and research communities can hopefully rise to the challenge of meeting uh, the uh, solutions and providing the solutions that the farmers are saying they have a need. Yes, it's, it's, it's almost like you could present this sort of the proverbial crystal ball to some extent as to what's going to happen in the, in the future to gain to gain that uh, that market intelligence that direction as, as to where it's going to go and um, vicky so with your um with your ceo hat on for from the british beach research organization you're involved with reap what's your involvement please vicky yeah so i'm chairing the sofa session so basically the sofa session is the bit that comes up at the end of the day um it's time to sit back relax, reflect on all the presentations, the exhibitions, the networking opportunities, everything that people have been involved with during the day. Uh, and to take stock and think about, so what are the opportunities for the future? You know, where are we going? Uh, and of course, within the theme of time, when can we expect to capitalize on some of these opportunities? So I have a really interesting session. Um, I've got um, a panel that cuts across farmers, scientists, investors, um, and yeah, I've got some really great people. So uh, if I give you an outline, I've got um, Tom Pearson. He's a farmer and director of Caxton Manor Farming. I've got Matt Dobbs, the director of Stonehaven Consulting. Uh, Andrew Tewksby, who's the head of energy and infrastructure analysis uh, and connected intelligence for Airbus. 
Uh, wow. Paul Kersey, who's a deputy director of Q, uh, and then the final uh, person in my session is Ed Ford, who's a technical agronomist at Dyson Farming. So a wow. real different group of people, um, some great sort of challenging, inspiring, forward thinking people. And as you can say, you know, we can bring in things from other industries into uh, agriculture and uh, I, I must say coming from the uh, primarily the cereals and all seeds and now the sugar beet sector I used to be really jealous of the horticulture sector because the horticulture guys were always the ones that had all the innovations and exciting ideas and now it's brilliant you know these things are coming through like the robotics and stuff they've used because they're coming through into some of the broad acre crops so it's really exciting times to be in agriculture and as you say that the conference has so many different people attending on so many different backgrounds uh yeah i think it's brilliant B belinda she's very good isn't she oh, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's tired as our pr wow. lady fantastic yeah, I, th I think i think you ought to kick me out and just get vicky to do this broadcast as well as the uh, the, uh, the sofa session but I, I love that idea of the sofa session uh, because normally it's uh, vicky what do they call it? it's normally the, the graveyard slot or is that the one just after lunch uh, but actually to get people to stay to the end so that um, all of you collectively can summarize um, what you've seen and, and, and what your what your findings are it's going to it's going to be fascinating and um, vicky if it's if it's okay we have a lot of graduates uh, dialed in into these um, broadcasts um, and uh, we love the fact that there's so many um, really interesting women in the, in the sector what's your background you, you could have gone into anything you could have gone into politics you could have, could have gone into sports management how did you end up in the wacky world of farming well I've always loved science so right back from um, oh, university, science was my thing. So, um, and then after, yeah, doing a sort of PhD at Rothamsted Research, which is, well, you know, one of the founding scientific places in the world to work, um, I just like practical science. I like science that you can be applied. Um, all science is exciting because you don't know what's coming next. You can't predict the results, but I like things that you can do. And actually at the end of it, we can say to a farmer or a grower, change this, do this. Wow. At the end of the day, we want you to be productive. We want you to stay in business. Your business is important to the UK economy. So it's all about practical things that will keep them in business. And yes, we, you know, we have to look into the future. We have to look at long-term solutions. But we also look at things in, across other industries and sectors that can help us. Because you know, we don't always have to be revolutionary within the sector. Actually, there's a lot of things there and a lot of technologies people just don't know about. So having platforms where you can share some of these things and people that may never normally be in a room together is I think how we can kind of get the best out of the system and not repeat stuff for the sake of repeating things and benefit on what's already there. Excellent. And, and uh, people who are just watching this, who might be a bit 50-50 as to whether they go into the career of, uh, of farming or uh, horticulture, whether that be the UK overseas, you'd highly recommend a career in, in farming? Yeah, I mean, it's hard work, you know, uh, you know, it is hard work, but I think the rewards are amazing. Um, and actually, you know, we need food, we need, yeah. you know, sort of to produce and the more we can produce ourselves in the more sustainable way by using whatever new technologies, innovations. And it's not all about looking forward in time. Actually, we do quite a lot of looking backwards, <laughs> looking back at old varieties, you know, some of the genetics from old varieties. How can we bring that forward in today's varieties where we've got new challenges? So I think it's yeah, agriculture is exciting to be in. Uh, but yeah, it's not an easy ride, you know. 
you've got to earn your money and people work hard but people are passionate you know a lot of people who work in the ag sector it's not about the money it's about the choice and it's about the love the genuine love for what we do so uh, you know bbro i love my team because they're all so enthusiastic about the subject and the science and it's not about you know more money more money and yes we all need money to survive but it's about the passion what, what did I, I call I call it the Goldman Sachs effect. Uh, if you want to be 25, 26 and earning 120 grand working 90 hours a week for a monosyllabic business, no offense to Goldman Sachs. Or if you actually want to get into a sector where you can make a difference, especially with everything that's going on with COP26, uh, the sustainability and actually enjoy it uh, coming to coming to agriculture, coming to, to, to farming on a global basis. Because uh, um, Vicky Belinda, what's that other expression? In a world war, a world pan- pandemic, people have got to do one or two things. They've got to eat and they've got to clean. So if you're in either of those sectors, you're going to have a have a have a bright future. Uh, and Vicky, just go back to your sofa session. I'm, I'm sure uh, Belinda's not thinking of this. A bit like James Corden, the the uh, British comedian out in America, and he uh, runs around in a, in a Range Rover with a Dell. Um, and you, perhaps he could do the sofa session in your car when you're when you're driving around uh, Norwich. But so that that, that could be reaped 2022. So, so Belinda, um, the title that you've gone for for the Root Conference this year is Changing Times for Agriculture. What was the, thing, the thinking behind that, please? So we always try and have some sort of theme for the conference. And this year, time seems like a really good kind of motif to play around with, because if you think about agriculture is completely constrained by time. The whole agri-food chain is you know, it's time of harvest, timely interventions both of animals and uh, crops, uh, time to decide, you need timely decision-making. And as, as Vicky said, being able to bring ancestral genes out of ancestral varieties and breed them into varieties of the future or animals of the future. And who doesn't want more time in their life to get the job done or to go off and, and do something else? So this whole idea of timeliness, delivery of fresh, in, just-in-time uh, products as well, it seemed like there were a number of perspectives that we could really unpack because of course technology and innovation really in in some way kind of enables us to almost manipulate time or at least to be in more more in control of time so that was why we've kind of fed that theme through the conference uh because who wouldn't who wouldn't like to travel in time eh it is and you think back to when we all started our careers when we didn't have mobile phones can you remember that and didn't have uh, emails and we were still running around with telex and, and factors and we now come to this point where all oh, we got all this technology and it's meant to actually uh, free our life up but i bet all both, both of you are still answering emails at 11 o'clock at night and to, yeah to, to get more time for what we actually want to want to do and, and talking about tech where um agritech e has been very very good over the last 18 months is that you've here comes the word everyone uh, you've, you've been able to pivot from um, real face-to-face conferences to, to the digital side with some great ongoing, oh, it's nearly been as good as us, Belinda, some great ongoing um, on, online conferences and, uh, and broadcasts. You, you made the, the, the declaration for REIT to be on a, on a virtual um, basis. And I bet that was a, a pretty tough call because when you had to do the planning, say six months out, well, crikey, who knows what's going to happen six months from, from now, but your events have always been incredibly well um, attended. With, with you having, uh, go on, to, on, a, on a virtual basis are you going to have anything new that perhaps we wouldn't see on a, on a face-to-face basis and also if it's okay to us do you think that you'll continue on a virtual hybrid basis as we get back to normal what do you think Belinda? So I think and we talk about this all the time what does what does the future hold I think uh, what this last year has given us the opportunity to do is really expand our reach geographically so one of the new for REAP 2021 elements is an international cafe 
So we're going to invite delegates to meet in the, uh, the virtual departure lounge and various uh, clusters, agri-tech clusters globally have chartered uh, virtual flights to take REAP delegates to their markets, to their geography. So we can go to California, we can go to Research Triangle Partnership in North Carolina, going to the Netherlands, to uh, Dubai and to Singapore, wow. all sorts of places. And of course that would not have been possible uh, at REAP in, in, real, in real life. So the International Cafe, we're quite excited about the opportunity to bring more of the world uh, to, to REAP. To your question about what does the future hold? I mean, now we know how to do this online piece and we're getting such great engagement. Of course, that will always have a role to play in the future of the way we do things. But we're also hearing that people are really keen to start getting back face to face when it's safe to do so. So we've got some kind of nice plans for, for next year. We want to do some member exclusives. We want to do some in-person events uh, alongside the, the online. I think, I think the online is good for some things and the face-to-face -face is good for other things. So it's just picking the right format and medium for what you want to achieve, I think. Excellent. And, and Vicky, if it's okay to ask, what, what, what are you seeing? Are you seeing that your, your colleagues and members of your, of your industry sector, um, are, are, they, are they wanting to go back to face-to-face uh, -to -face, or are they happy to do a mix of face-to-face uh, -face and hybrid? Yeah, I think, I think quite a lot of growers have missed going out in the field. So we do a lot of field events in our sector. And I think that they really miss that going out and looking at plants and, and, and touching and feeling and smelling and, you know, getting their hands dirty. Uh, I think it's been great. I think not just for, for, for kind of growers and agronomists, but actually just for us and, you know, the people working in the sector. It's as an half sped up our adoption of this technology as well. So it does now give us the opportunity and you know in, in some meetings we definitely have more people that have probably joined online because it's easier for traveling or yeah, whatnot yeah. i think like uh, belinda said i think there's there's definitely a room in the future for both of them and it might depend on on the the, the time of the year or different things that are happening but i think it's opened up so many more opportunities and access to again time that people didn't have they now can dial in for an hour meeting where they may not have traveled two hours to come to it before yeah. so i think it's the best of both worlds Excellent. And, and, and look at this, look at this technology. If it wasn't for this technology, um, uh, uh, Vicky, we wouldn't be seeing the inside of your Lamborghini. Of course, Porsche. <laughs> Lamb Lamborghini tractors, uh, Jeremy Clarkson is, is now sponsored by. Um, but Belinda, um, startups um, within the food sector um, over the last nine months has apparently uh, from the uh, Office of National Statistics, there's been 784 new food businesses being created. Unfortunately, we can't break that down into um, ag tech. Um, can, have you seen over the, this last uh, two years, 18 months, that there's been an acceleration of ag tech uh, startups? And, and uh, traditionally, with your previous REAP events, you've, you've looked to promote some of these. Are, are you seeing more coming through? Are you looking to promote any, any at REAP on the next Wednesday? I think it's cyclical. So there are, there are waves where you just need a bit of time to pass for the, the companies to, or the ideas to mature and to reach a point where they're investable. The one thing that I think has been quite catalytic is that there's been quite a lot of money around for accelerator programs. So there are some that are European wide, there are some that are, are UK based, and they issue a, a call to arms to anyone who's got an idea, got an early stage concept for a business, and they get a, a really quite well-structured program to help them shape the idea, knock it, knock it into shape, and then attract investment. And they have really been very impactful at getting these uh, new businesses out there. So it's, I, I wouldn't say 18 months, I think the last year, amazingly, considering the pandemic, has actually seen quite a lot of new businesses 
really start to gain traction and, and start wow. to grow. So yeah, it's it's there's certainly a lot of money out there for the right investable businesses, definitely. And you know, 18 months ago, everyone was quite worried about whether investors were just going to protect their existing investments. But I don't think that's been the case. Uh, and different models, you know, family funds, uh, corporate venturing, yeah. crowdfunding, it's it's all out there and there is money out there. Yeah. Vicky, are you seeing the same? Um, yeah, yeah, there's definitely started to be more money invested into, yeah, sort of the opportunities for research. Um, and certainly there, there's been a recognition, I think, of the more applied side of things. So more money for, to get involved with farmers uh, and, and, and research that involves farmers doing things on their farm and holding events and, you know, sort of working with the scientists. And that's great because that is really bringing home that it's not all about, you know, high science and universities and being locked away in ivory towers people are really seeing the importance of engaging basically with your audience and getting them involved farmers have some fantastic ideas and actually now they can perhaps you know get a bit of support to help with some of these things is brilliant mm. agenda uh, belinda what's the what's the rough agenda for for, for reap i'm sure for you hop onto the website we'll, we'll, but just just for the point of uh, purpose of this broadcast what what what, what are we going to see what are we going to hear please so we've got a couple of keynotes, uh, one from the University of Cambridge about when's a good time in the 24-hour cycle of a plant to uh, deliver your inputs, and uh, someone from the European Environment Agency looking at uh, the role of technology in natural capital and ecosystem services in a, a timely way. We've got, as I said, the Startup Showcase International Cafe. One thing that we uh, really like to showcase is new and emerging research. And we've asked uh, some researchers from some of the UK's leading uh, academic uh, and research institutes to uh, give, give talks about, as Vicky says, really farmer-friendly, applied, farmer-facing research. And we've asked them to hang it around a particular time or event um, that inspired the research. So we've got things like the invention of techno music and the publication of the Pirates of Penzance and how yeah. those things have inspired um, mob grazing in, in livestock and uh, black grass tolerance uh, and resistance to herbicides. So there's lots of kind of snippets of research in a hopefully really quite accessible way. Uh, and if you want to know how Tinder and Uber can uh, help inform precision agriculture, the Emerging Agritech session is the is the one to come to. And then obviously there's Vicky's session. Yes, I was say The exhibition and the International Cafe and lots and lots and lots of networking via the platform. And, and you've already caught uh, the, the, the eye of the mainstream press over REAP next week, haven't you? So it would appear, yes. So the, a number of us are out in the field tomorrow, actually, on Tom Pearson's farm uh, for wow. um, ITV. And I don't know, I think that's going out tomorrow night. And then the BBC on Tuesday. So that's all kind of exciting and just gets the word out. As, as Vicky said, you know, obviously we'd love people to come to the conference. We'd also love people to lean into agriculture from whatever their sector, bring their technology and their ideas to, uh, to the industry, because that's what we need is that fresh thinking to sit alongside the current thinking and collectively progress the agenda. Excellent. Uh, Vicky, did you get that TV invite? I didn't. No, um, no, I didn't. Obviously, I didn't have my hair done right. <laughs> <laughs> compared to what um, just a, a bit of a, a spoiler alert um this uh, event reap uh, 2021 is not free um and i'm just going to say my bit about this i i think that uh, there, there's such a myriad of events out there um actually sometimes you need to be made aware that top quality events 
uh, with the amount of organisation that's gone behind with the likes of Belinda and Vicky and, and the rest of the speakers and the rest of the team involved with, they put so much time and effort into this that they uh, to actually have a um, a cost to it because the ROI, the return of investment that you'll get from attending is going to far outweigh um, any entrance cost to it. So just be aware of that on a positive um, basis that you are, I could just say it, Belinda, guaranteed to get so much out of REAP 2021 and you're going to have to pay for it and you're going to enjoy paying it because of the, of the uh, what you're going to see at the uh, at the end of it. Um, Belinda, um, how can we sign up? How can we join? How can we register? How can we pay to uh, to be involved with uh, with REAP 2021, please? So the website is uh, all the W's, reapconference.co.uk or via the Agritechie website. You can see Agritechie up there. Um, so Google, Google Agritechie, Google REAP conference. It'll take you to the page, go to the tickets page, sign up, and uh, then you'll receive all of the instructions about how to access the platform, which I think people can get onto from uh, Tuesday afternoon. So you can start building the network, targeting the people you want to meet, sending them meeting invitations and contact details. And presumably for those who aren't already a member of Agritech E, remember that they are um, a business-focused focused membership organisation. Um, it would be a good entry, Belinda, for them to find out more about Agritech E and become members. Oh, for sure, for sure. And uh, anyone who joins now at the full rate will refund that. If they join as a right. member, we'll refund the, the difference so they can come at the member rate should they decide to join later on. Excellent. And, and Vicky, just leading the witness, what's going to be the best session, do you think? <laughs> Oh, we're kicking this open session because it's the end of the day and we're just all going to go away thinking, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. It's the power's in our hands. Excellent. Uh, well done, both of you. What, 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 a, what a powerhouse. Uh, yeah. So, Reap. 2021, we've attended the, the last four or five years. Um, I've videoed from there. We've got so much, so many positive reactions from our side, from, from our involvement. So if you're just 50-50, just, just sign, sign up. You will not be disappointed. And look, look, look at look at Vicky, what, what a powerhouse she is. Look at Belinda and her team, what a, what a powerhouse uh, they are. So have, have a look at both of the, the websites at Agritechy and look to follow uh, Vicky with the British Beat Research Organization because they're groundbreaking in, uh, in what they do. So just to wrap up, what's my silly one going to be today? Come on, Vicky, what's your favorite color of tractor? Oh, oh I could get in trouble if I say that. I know. <laughs> I'll Sponsored say pink by. and I won't be I'll, I'll just say that again. <laughs> she, she not, she's not, oh, Belinda, no, she's not going to give us an no, answer. I'm not going to say sponsor by anyone. Excellent. Belinda, what, Belinda, what's your favourite tractor? Oh, well, I, you know, we'll all just be followed by Jeremy Clarkson. It has to be a Lamborghini then. Is that the right answer? Yeah, that's the right answer. That gets you both <laughs> out of jail. Uh, Vicky, Belinda, thank you very much for your time. We very much look forward to REAP 2021 on the 10th of November, Wednesday, the 10th of November. Um, dial up on Agritech E to sign up today. Ladies, thank you very much. It's been great. Thank Thanks, you. Max. See Thanks, you. Vicky. Bye-bye.